Welcome to She's Running, the podcast dedicated to talking to women who are running for office locally, nationally, and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson, and I've got a heck of a show for you today. Today, it is all about Arkansas, my home state. While it is probably not the state you think about as top of the change is happening list, that's where you would be wrong. I've got a quick conversation with Maureen Skinner, who is running for Arkansas State Senate. But first, I'm going to talk Arkansas politics with a very special guest, my sister Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Hello. (laughs) Happy to be here. So apparently since the many years that that I've been out of state, things have really taken a, a change. Well, it's just really, it's an evolution in Arkansas. I really feel like it's changing from a state that is full of, you know, mm-hmm. one-way thinkers to a broadened horizon. We have forward-thinking people coming into office or trying to come into office. Um, we have a lot of people that are standing out and trying to make a difference that when I was growing up, you would have never thought that this would happen. Like I never thought in my lifetime. Yeah. No kidding. So it's, it's amazing to sit back and watch and to be here and to be a part of it. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. I was there in Little Rock for the women's March and it was, I was wonderfully shocked and amazed at how many people were there. Like I couldn't believe that you know, there were thousands of people on the Capitol steps for this right. movement in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> right. And that's sort of like the thing that almost pushed me the most to go because it's like, it's here. Like there's one in my town and I have to go. And even yeah. if it's me and five other people, I'm going to be there. Gosh darn it. Because <laughs> I'm going to be a part of this. Like I want to look back and think, I was there. I mean, I was there and I have the t-shirt to prove it because (laughs) it's such a historical, I mean, it will be in history books. It will be. And it's so exciting. And to know that it's happening here in Little Rock, like you said, in a Southern state in a state that, you know, it's, I mean, it is literally a flyover state. It is. So it's forgotten about. Yes. But exciting things are happening, and it's not just the Women's March. Like, there's, you know, town halls and women running for office and progressive politics. Like, you were telling me marijuana legalization, well, medical marijuana legalization was on the ballot, and it actually got passed. Well, the crazy thing is there weren't just one issue on the ballot. There were two issues on the ballot, and it um, right before voting day actually started— um, or the voting day, mm-hmm. it was sh- one of the issues was shut down, leaving there only one, and it passed. Not just like marginally passed, it passed with flying colors. Which again, what? <laughs> like <laughs> it just goes to show you that it's not just millennials here. It's not just that's not just the change that's happening yeah. in Arkansas. It's Everybody from our parents' age, from all different economic standpoints, they're seeing that those people that have led us and that are leading us aren't representing what we want. And so for that to be a change, it's it's crazy. And yes, there Tom Cotton has had several town halls and that's 
like we have talked about before, great for him because those in Texas, they're not doing that in other states. <laughs> yeah. And good for him because, as we talked about before, he's not getting great reception at these no. town halls. No, it's been kind of famously bad. Like, he, his town halls are shown on CNN, and it has been pretty outrageously he's being roasted yes yes that's you know from the one that was in northwest arkansas the one of the first ones he did in springdale i mean that one was really heated i mean i don't know if he if really there were any questions that were answered or even really asked without the audience just taking over and it's that much you know emotion and then he comes here and you know has smaller ones and there was talk about paid protesters and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, the audience being vetted. But still yet in the live feed, you see all these red cards in the audience. And it's like, mm-hmm. you, know, you have to start taking notice. And for him to blatantly say that he has not just weekly, but sometimes daily conversations with the president of the United States, it's like, how can you say that you're from here, you know, and you have direct contact with him? And he never answers any questions. I mean, yeah. that's that's the amazing part about it is he never, I mean, you watch these clips and he just sort of never answers any question. Yeah, you got to think at some point he's got to go back and say, okay, these people are who I'm supposed to be representing. Maybe I should actually do something that they that they want. <laughs> right. So some things that just happened in the Arkansas legislation here that are notable that I think are things that are crazy that are happening here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just happening in general. Um, There was an act, uh, there is an act now that just voted that you'll, it'll be, it's legal to carry guns on campuses. The only places in Arkansas now that you can't carry um, on campus are UAMS and the Razorback games. So you have to think that all these college students, you never know now. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I have, I know, I know professors, they don't feel safe. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to look around. It's like, where's my safety? Who's looking out? Who's paying for who here? The unemployment benefits were cut. Charter schools here are given preferred treatment over public schools. I mean, that's a big thing if you are, looked through it. Arkansas News, the school system is, was taken over and they're trying to get that back. It's paid by political people. I mean, Raper, um, you know, Cotton, all these people are paid by these people that run charter schools, these private entities. That runs Arkansas politics, mm-hmm. in my mind. And, and a lot of people say that. Raper, who's running against Marine Skinner, who you talked to, mm-hmm. and he is one of a kind. <laughs> that uh, is a very polite southern thing to say <laughs> he's uh, a real piece of work so we just spoke about the legalization of medical marijuana uh-huh. he now after it's been voted after he's tried to go back in this last section to stop this already passed law he also is trying to change the name of the airport in Little Rock. Take off the Bill and Hillary off the airport. It's like... Yeah, so that's the airport thing. That's just... Well, and who brought that to your attention to make that such an important thing that you wanted to put it on the docket, that you wrote it up? I mean, it's like, out of everything that's happening right now, what made that of such importance? Of such importance that 
almost every news article I've read, that's been a part of it. It's like, get a different issue that we could yeah, really you know, fight for. Education, health care. Right. Literally anything else would be more important than changing the name of the airport. Exactly. So let's go back to the marijuana thing, because I think this is really important. So the people of Arkansas passed medical marijuana. They, they voted it through, overwhelmingly so. And so this state senator, Rapert, after it was passed, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, after it was passed, he is trying to push legislation through to say, no, it's not, we are not going to pass it. Like, so we're not have- he's basically making it impossible for there to be any dispense, I mean, making it so impossible for anybody to apply to become a dispensary Mm -hmm. um or and or how that you may consume said medicinal okay so he's literally going against what the people of arkansas want like like literally literally (laughs) (laughs) like it was just it's something that was just voted on you know and they're trying to put it through the process and it's already gonna have such a such hurdles to to jump through Mm-hmm. anyway and again why not worry about something else that wasn't just spoken about by Arkansas that it was approved I'm surprised this hasn't gotten more publicity you know I'm when I told you and you were so shocked yeah. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that you didn't at least you didn't see it when you were home you know know, in your various visits i mean you know because it was so like on that night or the next day trying to um you know really see what was passed and whatnot and it was like issue six passed and you know sort of like holy cow like Yeah. yeah i will say one of the times i was home i was looking at the paper there was no mention of medical marijuana being legal but the the front page did talk about pet pigs. So, oh. <laughs> you know, small yeah. town, small town <laughs> newspaper. True. You got to have your priorities. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's astounding to me how blatantly against the people's wishes, like he's, this is happening, but it's, it's well, exciting. Well, and he's been in office for such a long time. And that's, and he's been quoted saying he plans to continue to be in it, run and have this office for as long as he possibly can. And looking around and where he's from, it's it's I'm really happy that somebody is gonna stand up and it's somebody who I think she's a woman running for everyone. I mean you really feel like I think people are gonna learn who Maureen is and she is representing and will speak for everyone and hopefully be there and be the voice that it needs she needs to be that they yeah. need. And I mean, she's not a politician, unlike her opponent, who is sounds like a career politician and plans his plans are to stay that way. So he says. So he says. So hopefully that'll change. Change is happening in our good old state. It is. <laughs> it is. It's a different climate. It and to looking back, I couldn't. I'm happy to be where I am now in Central Arkansas. And um, to get to visit our hometown, not regularly, <laughs> but visit and get to see because it is changing there, too. I mean, it's not yeah. just I can say that it's not just 
well, I'm living in a big city, you know, yeah. and it's, of course, you've got change there, but you can see change in small town Arkansas, too, and to hear my parents talk about things and grandparents accept mm-hmm. things that it's like, it's penetrating every area, I guess. Oh, That's yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, it's it's not just, like I said, it's not just... Um, when we were at that women, the Women's March, looking around, it's not just a bunch of faces that look like me. It's, right. you know, people that are my grandparents' age, our parents' age, and my age, and young kids. And mm-hmm. to know that my niece and nephew will get to grow up, to say that they grew up in Arkansas, to be a part of that, it's, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> because it wasn't, I mean, we're not that old. I mean, you know, it's not been that long ago that we were in in high school or and younger and thinking, well, this will be always be like this. It's be like it's not, and it's. I feel like it's such a change since November. Like it's like we sort of we sort of you know turned around, whipped our hair back, like "Uh, what you know, no, yeah, it lit a spark. Yes, yes, and if it, this is gonna sound so condescending, but I don't mean it this way. Like it's if it's happening in Arkansas, then it's literally happening happening everywhere. It's not just like the coastal elites. <laughs> it is, it is middle every, of America. Middle of America. I mean, chain, smack like, dab. It's happening. It's fun. It's exciting. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Thanks for talking to me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And you're in Conway, Arkansas? That's correct. Did you uh, grow up there? No. Um, I actually, I'm not particularly grown up, so that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, my family home is in Fox, Arkansas, and I still have a house up there near my mom. But um, about a year and a half ago, I bought a house in Conway because I work in Conway. I went to mm-hmm. school in Conway, and, and I decided I could actually survive it bill wise it would be just as easier to have a house here as it was to commute i was spending 15 to to 20 hours a week on the road oh wow that's rough yeah so it, it this was a, a huge huge benefit change to come down here so we should probably introduce you officially here okay. so who are you and for what are you running um my name's maureen skinner and i am running for senate in arkansas and you're running for state senate or? that's that's correct i'm running okay. for state senate for district 35 which is uh, faulkner county and a little bit of perry county here in the middle of the state what motivated you to run well probably what you hear from most people which is the election last year and mm-hmm. and then the women's march and just all of the the very obvious negative changes that are happening politically and there, there's only so much a girl can post to Facebook before she, <laughs> um, you know, it's either put up or shut up. So I jumped in. And your race is in 2018? That's correct. So what has the process uh, of running been like for you so far? Um, it's actually really fairly intimidating. There's a lot to it. Um, mm-hmm. There, There's lots of support out there, which is pretty amazing and, and very welcome because it's, you know, it's just not something that... I knew about it. It had never occurred to me to run for office before. And so the, the actual nuts and bolts of it is, you know, it's lots of work and lots of reading and lots of dotting of I's and crossing of T's. 
What made you decide to run for the state senate? In my idea is that the best way to enact change is from the inside, mm-hmm. and uh, the things that I see happening in the state, um, you know, when the ACA came along and healthcare became available to three hundred thousand more Arkansans. In what I do for a living, I'm a, a therapist, and people who had never had the opportunity to have therapy suddenly had insurance that covered it, and it's it's been a huge boon for so many people. And I I do not want to see that taken away. And so that's one of many things that I I would hope to have some say in. So what are some of your other core issues? Here, you know, locally at a a state level, uh, my biggest concern is that the voice of the people is not being represented at the Mm -hmm. state. You know, in Arkansas, we voted in medical marijuana. The current senator from this area uh, tried to put a stop to it after the Arcan, you know, the, the constituency voted and it was affirmed instead of implementing it as as a lawmaker is supposed to do. The current senator tried to pass a bill to stop it. Really? Yeah. Even though it got voted in? Yes. He he thought he and I'm totally paraphrasing, but he said, you know, that they didn't know what they had voted in, that, you know, that he would make sure that nobody could smoke it anywhere and they couldn't use edibles. So I, I guess we're just supposed to think about it for our grandparents with glaucoma and they'll be better. Wow. So you said you're a therapist for your day job? Yes. I'm um, a, a licensed psychological examiner. Okay. S- sounds fancy. <laughs> it does sound fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Has that, do you think, helped or hurt you in your run so far? I think the just the whole training that I've received, all of my schooling and all of my training has helped me in everything that I do. Um, it, you know, listening is, is part of my job and being a really good listener and asking good questions and mm-hmm. paying it att- paying attention to people. So I feel like this is probably, you know, one of the best things that I have going for me. How are you finding out what your potential constituents, what their issues are, how they're feeling, what they're thinking? Um, currently it's almost, well, I wouldn't say almost, there's a, mostly on the internet. Um, uh-huh. Just literally asking like, Hey, what's important to you? What, what are you concerned about? What is, What's going on in your head? I, I've i always been a, you know, I'm, I'm tenacious. I can be very, I don't know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a great advocate. I'm a great cheerleader. I'm somebody who can um, step up and, and take the heat, especially on behalf of somebody else that maybe less so for myself, but certainly mm-hmm. for someone that maybe isn't able or um, have the opportunity to speak for themselves. So that that is probably my biggest asset. And so I want to hear what's important to the, the people the, of the constituency just simply because they're, you know, that's the whole point of electing people is that they're <laughs> supposed to represent you. Right. And I mean, how terrible would it be to have an elected official as, a, you know, who's someone whose job is to listen <laughs> and advocate for? <laughs> exactly. So what kind of obstacles have you faced so far? Mostly it's, it's the, the process um, of meeting the requirements, like literally the, the paperwork and the, you know, how to, the, you know, what do you, what do you do to run for office? Well, there's loads of information, but how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so filing a financial disclosure report, ask 10 people on the street, and most of them aren't necessarily going to know even what that is. I know right. I, did, I didn't. So that, that's really definitely been the, the biggest hurdle for me. Not, it's not insurmountable by any means, and I have filed it, just I found it to be sort of intimidating. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mostly because, please, please, please don't mess this up. 
(laughs) (laughs) Don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. So you said that the election really motivated you to run. Had you been thinking about it previously or was that just like made you start thinking about? It definitely made me start thinking about it. Um, Not so much in the I need to run for office, but I need to be involved in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I participated in the Women's March. Um, My mother's husband went to the Women's March in D.C. It just seemed like I needed to be doing something that you can't just sit around and wait for somebody else to to do something if change is necessary. Mm -hmm. Has there been a lot of that kind of grassroots feeling in and around Arkansas? I think so, yes. There seems to be quite a bit of that. It's, it's quite inspiring. There, you know, I've met a lot of really incredible people that are working tirelessly to enact these changes. Uh, I'm, I'm in awe. <laughs> uh, is seriously, on a regular basis, I'm just like, wow, this, you know, the dedication and the time spent and, and the brilliant minds that I've gotten to come in contact with. So when do you find time with your full-time job to actually work your campaign? Um, thank you for the internet. Um, I don't remember uh, who was it supposedly invented the internet. Uh, but no, it's, that's how I do it. And, you know, in, in my day, um, not while I'm working necessarily, but at lunch or, um, I had shoulder surgery. I think I mentioned that to you, um, two mm-hmm. weeks, two weeks ago today. And so at PT, you know, I mention it to the guy, you know, my physical therapist and, you know, it's, it's. It's simple like that. I've never realized how simple it was. <laughs> just mentioning it to people that you interact that I, with. Mm-hmm. Is it easy for you to, to just strike up a conversation like that with, with kind of random people? Like, hey, I'm, I'm running for Senate. I can strike up a conversation with random people about literally anything. So <laughs> ha- having, having a topic is pretty nice. How can people get involved with your campaign? Either if they're local or if they're listening and, and want to help out. One of the biggest challenges um, in a campaign, at least according to the experts that know more than me, is funding that, you know, it takes a lot of money to run. There's advertising and, you know, signs and all, all sorts of all manner of things that, that need to be taken care of. And so um, fundraising is, is the number one priority probably until about the same time next year. You know, I will continue to meet people and I'm starting to, you know, just get in touch with the the people of the district and and talk to them and let them ask me questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just getting that part going, getting the the fundraising, anybody who would like to donate with that, you know, that would be amazing and super appreciated. Um, I have a couple of Facebook pages. One is Maureen Skinner for Arkansas Senate and... Um, that's a great place to ask questions and, and read a little bit about where I stand on, on some issues. Uh, I don't have like a, an issue statement or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes back to the need to talk about what's important to the people of the district, not just my own, toot my own horn, kind of like, this is super important to me and I'm going to make all of you have it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I also have a volunteer page where people can request to participate as a volunteer. We'll be doing, you know, get out the vote and voter registration, you know, canvassing the district. Less important at, in this stage of our technology it would be phone banking. A lot of people don't answer those calls or it's not as well received. Mm-hmm. I like on your 
Facebook page, the Maureen Skinner for Arkansas Senate, that you ask people what they what their thoughts are on different issues like the campus carry bills, um, the school vouchers, things like that. And you have for your campaign being, you know, or your race not being until 2018, you have quite a few fans of your page. So you get a lot of interaction. And that's really great. That's a great way to really like find out what people how they feel and what they what they think about these issues. I, I agree. I read or I watched a TED talk and I can't remember the name of the lady that was giving it, but she mm-hmm. was talking about being emotionally correct, which really mm-hmm. spoke to me. I, I've never been accused of being politically correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a, a very good filter. And so I just tend to say what's on my mind. Um, but this concept of emotional correctness, I, I feel like that's something that that is really important in this day and age. You know, there are people that are afraid of change. I have absolute respect for that. You know, that that's an emotional correctness where mm-hmm. I can honor their fears without um, putting them down or telling them that they're wrong. It's, it's just, you know, feelings are feelings and people, they're valid for whoever they're happening to. So if somebody is listening to our conversation now and they are thinking about running for office, what advice do you have for them? Do it. <laughs> Seriously. It, it's um, everyone that I've talked to who said, no matter if you win or lose, the experience is incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, learning about the government and the way that it operates is invaluable. Um, my daughter, who is 11, she, uh, when I said I wasn't sure if this was a good idea, she's like, oh, mom, you have to. Really? She, and, yes. And then she laughed and said, just think of what a good learning experience it'll be for me. <laughs> But it, you know, the we need more people running, women in particular. That mm-hmm. it's was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that um, she would be satisfied when the Supreme Court was all women. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody apparently raised an eyebrow, and she said, you know, well, it, it's been all men before. Why not? And I, and while I'm not like hyper down with men, I'm not at all. I, <laughs> I, 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 I know many. I love them. Um, it, it, I think it is important that women have a voice mm-hmm. in, in our government. How does your daughter feel about you? Well, she, she said you should do it, but, you know, campaigning and, and taking the time away from. Oh, she's going to be so down with this. She intends to go with. Oh, good. Yes, she's, I'm not going to be able to, to ditch her on that. She's definitely <laughs> going to be part of it. She's not at the at the place where she'd be embarrassed to see your face on posters and flyers and things like that. Now, I don't know if she'll ever make that stage. <laughs> and my mother is not delighted with running. She, my brother um, is currently deployed overseas uh, mm-hmm. with the Navy. He's expected back in June. Um, and he's planning on running for city council. He lives in California. And my mom was just like, great, both of my kids want to be in politics. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's very supportive and has always believed in me, which is a pretty cool thing to say. That is, yeah. Well, anything else before we wrap up here? Anybody looking to try it, do it. You, it's worth the effort. And uh, one of my goals with this is to help create a new way of campaigning. I feel like there's loads and loads of money that is wasted that could be actually used for something important. Mm-hmm. And, and finding um, more cost-effective ways to run for office and make it possible um for the the regular people you know people like me who who have Mm -hmm. full-time jobs and children and and other obligations 
but also have good ideas and, and their voices need to be heard. Somebody that has run for office before told me that one of the reasons that rich people are in office is because they have the time and the money. Mm-hmm. And those are those are big obstacles. If I get elected, I would really like to actually enact some some sort of legislation that that reduces the amount of money allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, tongue in cheek, I would you know like here's your ten dollars, you know, make it happen kind of concept. Well, good luck with your campaign. I'll I'll probably check back in with you before your actual election oh, so. day. Thank you so much for contacting me and letting me talk to you. Yeah, it's been nice. Well, thanks again. All right, thank you. And that does it for today's episode. Big thanks to Maureen Skinner for chatting with me about her campaign. She's on Twitter at Maureen A.R. Senate and Facebook at Maureen Skinner for Arkansas Senate. Thanks also to my special guest, Morgan, for giving me a scoop on the political scene in the natural state. Morgan is rarely on Twitter, but when she is, you can find her at MMJ0929. You can find the show at She's Running Pod. And unlike my fake millennial sister, I'm constantly on Twitter. So tweet at me. Tell me what you think of the show. Uh, Also, rate, review, and subscribe to She's Running on iTunes. This helps us on the iTunes charts, which then helps people find out about the podcast. And if you do the whole rate, review, subscribe thing... Then you shoot me an email at she'srunningpod at gmail.com. I'll send you a She's Running campaign button. Um, what else? You can find She's Running on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She's Running Pod. I've really been feeling the Instagram feed lately, so you should definitely check it out. Next week's show is going to be super interesting. I talked to Trushka Quatrone, the executive director of Emerge New Jersey, about their program for getting women elected. And that's it for this week. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon.